So the eyeball was all full of blood. The eyeball was all full of blood. This is a horror story we're talking about right now on Habeas Corpses. Habeas Corpses. Yeah, yeah. And welcome back all you boils and ghouls <laughs> and corpses crew out there. Today we are talking about a movie that is not necessarily a horror movie in sense, but Kind of has a lot of horrific elements throughout the whole saga. Yes. Um, but before we jump into that, Lacey was talking about a horrific grooming story. Yeah. I. Um, she follows way too many uh, animal pages on Facebook. Yeah, I never see any of my friends' actual posts because I'm on like three or four different dog pages and like two or three different cat pages. <laughs> but there's this group I'm in. It's a, a Yorkie group. Um and this lady took her Yorkie into, um, can I say the name of the to company? To get groomed? Yeah. Can you say the name of the company? Like, why wouldn't you be able to know. say the name of the company? There's so, only hundreds of these stores nationwide. So she took him to PetSmart. Like, and oh when, no, PetSmart's going to come after us. When she went to pick him up, his he the groomer had cut his eyeball open and then was like, well, you still got to pay for the grooming even though he had this like really bloody eyeball, she posted a picture of it. It was fucking terrifying. And um, it's like the whole white of his eye was like beet red. Like it's so bad. How did they cut the eyeball with like some scissors or um, the clippers? I don't know exactly. Probably with the clippers. <laughs> but That's not funny. <laughs> I'm just like sitting here thinking about like, <laughs> like if you tried to cover that up. Oh, you're fine, buddy. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> well, she immediately walked over to... The the like little pet hospital in PetSmart and the was Banfields. like, yeah, the Banfield pet hospital. Those are separate from PetSmart though. So that's surprising. What you're telling me is they gave them free medication and stuff because they're like, they're associated with, but I don't believe they are. Well, I'm sure because Same it was company. in their building. Well, yeah, I, I don't know, but that's what her post was saying. And she was like the, they did a free like exam and then gave her free medication. And then, um, PetSmart, was like, yeah, we're not going to charge you. We're going to give you your money back. Um, I don't think she has any grounds to sue, though, because I think you have to sign waivers. She didn't say she was going to sue. She said she was going to try and get him fired. She was going to call corporate tomorrow. Well, yeah, there's ways you approach things when you botch stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, if you screw up really bad, you don't try and, uh, especially with, like, an animal's eye, you don't try and cover it up, and you definitely don't tell people... No, you're paying for this service because I did cut the hair and I, I give you an extra eyeball cut free of charge. I've heard we so took many some off the top. horror stories. I heard one yesterday where like they got their dog groomed and like the dog was limping when he got home. This was another Yorkie and she looked at his paw pad and they clipped part of his paw pad right off. I don't think there's any, is there any licensing that you have to do to become a dog groomer? Yeah. Is there? Mm-hmm. Like you have to have an actual license? Are you I'm sure? I'm pretty sure you I do. I don't think so, man. I think anyone and I think you need to get like a certification. Hmm. That'd be like, interesting. You have to look that up and let me know. I've heard some on. really bad things about PetSmart is all I'm saying. I also know somebody it's personally. It's a horror story if you have a pet. Who they punched their dog in the nose and gave it a bloody nose. <laughs> They're like, sit <laughs> still. <Boom>. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't be a dog groomer. That'd be too hard. I don't. I also don't think I could be a dog groomer. But you should probably be like not punching dogs in the noses and stuff. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And if Can you, you imagine if that happened to you at like Gray Clips, like you take your kid in there and, <laughs> and they're not behaving <laughs> and, and like, the stylist punches them in the face. I cut your kid's fucking ears off. <laughs> And gave it a bloody nose. (laughs) And gave it, your kid, it. (laughs) It isn't it because it's so bad. Um, So anyway, that's my horror story. (laughs) I'm just thinking because (laughs) I used to work in retail, in music retail, and like thinking about botching things. I remember one time I was working on this guitar, okay, and guitars have pick guards on the front. It's what they're called, and you have to 
um, unscrew them to access the wiring and stuff on these types of guitars like fender stratocasters and things have these pick cards on the front and i remember i don't understand what you're saying but okay there's screws that set like it's like you're speaking another language yeah it it it. holds basically it holds all the wiring behind okay and the pickups everything is behind this plastic pick guard right okay and it's held in with screws around it and you have to unscrew them and well we had a drill because we had to do things quicker um and so i'm unscrewing all these and i get to like the last one and i go to unscrew it and uh like the screw falls off but i don't stop and i go right into the wood i'm like (laughs) like right in like this expensive fender strat (laughs) that makes me feel a lot better about some of the things i did at michael's (laughs) And so I call, I call, uh, I call the owner of the store, and I'm like, "Dude, I screwed up, man." And this is like a twelve hundred dollar guitar. I'm like, and I mean, of course we have insurance for it, but this is like a local store, so of course he doesn't want to make a claim on it or anything. He's like, "Well, I'll bring some black nail polish. We'll try and cover it up." It didn't go well at all. We tried just a little tiny bit, but um didn't work we were like there's no way but we had actually contacted the owner before we even tried we said there was a scratch and we're gonna try and repair it but the owner was really cool he came in he was like no big deal whatever i think he got some free stuff but yeah and i was like so relieved because i was i had to tell him like i screwed up your guitar and that was a horrific retail moment that was right around the holidays like right now and I think he was giving this guitar to someone who's getting it all fixed up. Uh, it's bad. But it <laughs> that's our two little opening stories that have nothing to do with horror. Wait, hold on. <laughs> now I have another thing. I used, When I first started working at Michael's as a framer, there was times where I like would trim things badly. Like I would fuck it up and like cut up cut someone's <laughs> picture or something <laughs> what <laughs> and so i would give them a free mat and hide it <laughs> you're like the mats on the house but don't take it apart because you'll see how bad i botched your photograph there was like times where it was like totally crooked and i was like oh and fuck the, the holiday season is definitely like a horrific time to work in any retail yes. or service job it totally sucks I mean, I enjoyed it because days went by quick because we were always busy. Um, but there were there were stressful times, man. I remember people with special order items and things, and sometimes those wouldn't come in in time. So you have to like break the news. Oh, your Christmas present isn't actually going to be here. Um, yeah, Christmas was a Christmas crazy time for in retail is the worst for yeah, sure. Yeah, so don't treat. Your fellow humans while you're out there shopping. Like shit. Like crap. Don't, yeah. Like be nice to retail workers. They don't deserve that abuse unless they're totally being dicks or something. Or they're car salesmen, then treat all of those. But no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> unless uh, they're staring at a game of Monopoly for five minutes when the line is 20 dude, feet long. No kidding. <laughs> I, I couldn't like, believe that was happening oh to us. I was like, oh, we need to get going. What are you doing? She's like laughing and reading the back. I was like, what is going on right now? I get you can be friendly with your customers, but you don't have to comment on their purchase and then talk on about it. On every item. I know. Every item. <laughs> so it is. Without further ado. <laughs> without further ado, uh, we're eight minutes into this episode and we're just talking about the horrors of retail and service jobs and screwing doggies' eyeballs up. Uh, it is the week of the holidays. This is the big uh, Christmas week. Yes, it is. And we had the choice of going and seeing a holiday horror movie, Black Christmas. That was out, and mm-hmm. we totally said no. <laughs> we weren't going to see that. We said, screw this noise. We're not doing it. So instead, we went and consumed Disney's all-encompassing umbrella over the Star Wars franchise, and mm-hmm. we became those people. <laughs> we gave our money to Disney. 
and we supported the giant because we went and seen. We give our money to them every month because we have Disney Plus, Marcus. I give them my money every month. You don't give them any of your money. My bad. <laughs> we went and seen the Rise of Skywalker. And you might be sitting here thinking, wait, this has nothing to do with true crime, horror, or anything. Star Wars is a fantasy sci-fi film. But this one in particular, and I, I honestly think every one of the Star Wars films have horror elements to it. Fuck yeah, they're like destroying planets. How are there any planets the very, left in the galaxy, man? Yeah, the very first Star Wars, A New Hope, I mean, that has a lot of horror in it. Like little tidbits. Mm-hmm. Not a lot. Um, you go watch uh, The Phantom Menace. It's got Jar Jar Binks. That's horrifying enough. <laughs> no shit. But uh, this one, it had a lot of uh, very dark tones to it. Very sinister. From the get-go. Yeah, from the get-go. And I've always I've always found Star Wars, um, especially when I was growing up, I remember watching the first three films. Or not the first three. Uh, five, six, and seven. Or four, first... five, and six. Four, oh, five, and okay. six. Because there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. These are the last three in, in, the, in the timeline. But I remember watching uh, the original Star Wars films, and there were scary things about that as mm-hmm. a kid, like growing up. I was like, I remember um, a particular scene where I believe it's in. Uh, the Return of the Jedi, where Luke Skywalker's going through the forest on a training run, mm-hmm. and he encounters Darth Vader. Yeah, and they like blow. He like completely takes Darth Vader's head off with this lightsaber, and the mm-hmm. mask blows up, and it's Luke's face in the mask. That was like, ah. I was like seven or eight when I seen that. I was like, this <laughs> is scary, man. Or in uh, the Empire Strikes Back. Uh, they go in like the generals are going to see Lord Vader and his little his chambers mm-hmm. and his helmets off and you see like all his pink electronic brain stuff and Lacey's like I don't remember that no or you do remember yeah. that okay I'm like that was scary too so there's a lot of little I'm just listening to you you're really being nostalgic and I'm enjoying it in this in this film's franchise uh besides the first the first three one two and three i mean those weren't i don't i have i have a lot of uh, not good things to say about those ones they're eh, they're okay but Mm -hmm. they're not they're not like the four five and six and seven eight and nine especially this one (laughs) if you guys want to know i did i did not hate this film i enjoyed it i've enjoyed all three from this trilogy mm-hmm. i guess you'd say uh but they're definitely like repeats in my opinion there's very uh when you especially um when you've seen uh this i mean you have the rise of skywalker this one then you uh the force awakens that mm-hmm. was the the restart of this whole thing yeah that one was very similar to a new hope this one is very, very similar to Return of the Jedi. Yes. Uh, down to just some of the scenes. I'm like, holy cow, this is like um, like spot on mm-hmm. remake type thing. Uh, but basically, it's it's told from a couple different viewpoints, um, but we're really following... Uh, who would you say we're following more in this film? Ray. Are we following Ray more? The most. Because we follow Finn. Well, they're all kind of together till the very end, honestly. Yeah, but I think it's primarily Ray's journey because she's discovering who she is. Yeah, and yeah. she's battling that. Yeah, she's battling the the pro because you figure out that Ray. Is a Palpatine. Dun, dun, dun. She's the. Is the she the great great granddaughter or granddaughter? Granddaughter, but I was like of Senator Palpatine. Yeah, man, because he's a like way old. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you follow his timeline throughout the whole uh, saga, but she figures out she's a Palpatine, and um, she, especially there's a scene where she's fighting uh, Kylo Ren. They're mm-hmm. both using the Force in the desert. 
Yeah. And she's trying to save Chewie mm-hmm. or what she thinks is Chewie's uh, ship that they've, uh, they got him and they're taking him away. Mm-hmm. And they're sitting there using the force. Kylo's like trying to make the ship go and she's trying to bring it down to land. And then mm-hmm. she blows the damn thing up using those elect- <laughs> the electricity um, that we see uh, Palpatine, mm-hmm. the Sith Lord, use in The Return of the Jedi uh, against Luke Skywalker. And she's like, what the and fuck? And she's like, where are these powers from? But she, we, she finally figures out that they're obviously because Kylo's like, you're, her, you're the granddaughter and all this. And it gets very, uh, towards the end of the film, it gets very kind of like, uh, I don't want to call it cultish, but like you see the Sith in their dark lore. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a dark religion. Yeah. It's kind of like totally felt- Satan versus yeah. Jesus type thing. Yeah. Cause she's in her white, which I think is supposed to represent good. Um, and man, it, when you see Palpatine, it like reminded me of other horror films. Uh, cause he's like, He's terrifying in this one. He's fucking scary. He really is. Uh, there's His fingers are like all decrepit and nasty. Yeah. And... So, I mean, when you look at him from uh, you. So in A New Hope, we don't see him at all. In The Empire Strikes Back, we see him through uh, holograms and things. Yeah. And then in Return of the Jedi, you finally you get to meet Senator Palpatine. Senator? Uh, well, or emperor, emperor. I'm think- I kept wanting to call I'm him senator too. I'm thinking all the way back from uh, the first three. Okay. When he takes because con- he takes control of the senate and everything. Okay. Um, I was like, why was I wanting to call him senator? No, because <laughs> those memes are going around right now about Donald Trump's impeachment. That's true. <laughs> and he's like, I am the senate because I believe Palpatine says that in like number two or three. Um, but so you see him in Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. and he's scary in that film. He's got you know his cloak, his very decrepit face. Looks like he hasn't seen the Looks sunlight. Looks like something out of like a, a Conjuring movie. In this one. Yeah. Oh yeah, in uh, Return of the Jedi, he just looks like some vampire. Oh yeah. Type but in this like hell yeah man he looks like a demon mm-hmm. i was like a demon hooked up to some electronics man he was creepy um, have you seen i think the movie's called event horizon or something Mm-mm. not ringing uh, a bell for me oh it's got um what's a dude that plays uh the matrix guy keanu reeves no 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 the black gentleman i don't know the ones that like i've never the seen Red the matrix pool. oh my god really <laughs> <laughs> uh, I literally only know that name? Keanu Reeves is in. Is that it movie. Forrest Whitaker? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Forrest Whitaker is in this film with um, uh, the dude from Jurassic Park. Jeff Goldblum? No, the other one. I don't know. Uh, the the one that's the scientist that wears the hat. I don't know. Anyways, they're in this spaceship movie. I don't know actors' names very well. Uh, <laughs> you know them better than me. But it, it reminded me of that, and like like you were saying, like when you get the close-ups of his face, I'm like, dude, this guy belongs in the Conjuring universe. I was expecting Ed and Lorraine Warren to come in at no any moment shit. and try to solve the case. Um, it was he was so freaky. He was, and you get uh, you get introduced to him again, and it's like we don't know whether. Do we figure out whether he's cloned himself or it's his spirit or something? He's been cloned. Because they're like, it's... When we're were with the Rebellion, they're kind of thinking... They said that he had to have been cloned. Had to have been cloned or something like that. I don't think we ever truly figure out. He could have just been saved because he's now like half machine. It's almost like... And there's like a ton of spiritual undertones in this one. Mm -hmm. They're not even undertones. They're just out there because Mm -hmm. he's like, I'll take over your freaking body once you cut me down with your rage yeah uh but before we get to that it's basically them traveling the universe trying to track down this device mm-hmm. that leads them to what's that called again 
it was basically a GPS. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the Wayfinder. They were looking for Siri. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, but, uh, and she, um, they come across the Wayfinder. Is that what it's called? The Wayfinder? Yeah. And that dagger mm-hmm. that is only in the Sith Lord. Yes. Or the Sith language. And C-3PO translates it to get the coordinates to this special planet where they're building this new fleet Mm -hmm. of starship destroyers that they're like freaking every one of them have a cannon on them that is like the Death Star. Yeah. They've, it's it's technology is advanced, just like cell phones keep shrinking (laughs) down or, or you know what I mean? Like technology keeps shrinking. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh yeah, the Death Star is this big ass fucking planet thing we used to blow up. Oh, that's old school. We can just do it in this little cannon that we mount on the ships now. Yep. And there's like hundreds of these ships Mm -hmm. that they've been making in secret uh, that Palpatine's like, you can have my fleet. Um. Where am I going with this? Oh, so they find the dagger <laughs> <laughs> and C-3PO like, I love CP- C-3PO's performance in this film. He was pretty damn funny. He was my favorite character the whole time. He's just the most witty shit <laughs> and he's such, <laughs> it's, he's like me, man. <laughs> I love that they put a fucking cloak on him on a droid. <laughs> like you can't see the golden legs running around. They had to hide him somehow. <laughs> But he won't he won't translate it because he's forbidden to. So they gotta reprogram his ass or like bypass it, but it forces a reboot on mm-hmm. its whole system. Uh luckily they fix that at the very end of the film. I knew they would. I, I like, knew gonna, they would too. They'll bring they'll bring him back. Um but the dagger also uh Ray figures out that it's got a dark history to it. It actually killed her parents. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, it's all over the place mm-hmm. with uh, different scenes. That's one thing I kind of liked about it. It was kind of nonstop from start to finish. Yeah, it w- really was. Um, you also, uh, Kylo Ren goes back to wearing the mask for a little bit, mm-hmm. which brings, he was a really creepy character in the first one, in The Force Awakens. Yeah. Until uh, the mask was, they take the mask away. Mm-hmm. That takes away that. I think when you take a mask away from a villain, when they originally have it, it, it takes, takes away that. the anonymity. Yeah. And the like, like Michael Myers, they call him the shape. It takes away that. Um, Definitely. It's it's like, that, like what's void. behind the mask the, that scares you. Yeah. Like the unknown. It's like, I remember when they finally took the mask off of Vader and... Uh, Return of the Jedi. I was like, we're even scared of that. <laughs> this guy looks like the guy that does the commercials for diabetes. <laughs> like it was bad. I was like, what the hell? But then Kylo Ren just looked like a pretty boy to me. Um, but so he gets the mask back. So, but it's like all oh, got these red cracks, cracks, and it, they welded it back together. So he's kind of creepy in that sense. But he only wears it for like the first half of the movie not even first half yeah first and then quarter. occasionally you'll see it on him again but i liked though what they were doing well without the mask because what they were trying to do was show that he was like battling within himself yeah that's this whole movie is definitely that going back and forth about uh talks about how people that maybe have chosen the wrong path can see that they want to choose the right path mm-hmm. and and the opposite of people that have chosen the right path sometimes have demons that pull them the other way but you have to work really hard to fight that oh yeah that most definitely the, definitely the myself kind of like the same thing that was going on in the return of the jedi why yes <laughs> you would be correct well actually kind of return of the jedi was more like sacrificing mm. luke was more like sacrificing yeah. himself to save his friends um but the whole scene, basically throughout the movie, it's this journey to get to this planet. Mm-hmm. And that it, the last quarter of this film is return of the Jedi to a key. Mm-hmm. I mean, instead of Luke fighting Palpatine, it's Rey. Yes. Instead of the Death Star being the focus point that the rebel fleet has to destroy. It's all these ships, mm-hmm. but they still have one thing they got to get. They got to get those transponder things. Mm-hmm. 
And it's basically there's a fight outside, a huge star battle. Mm-hmm. And then we can see Ray, and he's like, ha, oh, you brought your friends here. Just like in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. He's like, Luke, you brought your friends here. You showed them how to get here. My plans are always so clever. I always have <laughs> you bring your friends here. <laughs> it's the only way to get anyone to come to my parties. That's what it's going to be. Yeah, dude. When they make the next three, like we were talking about mm-hmm. in 30 years from now. Or not even that long. It'll be 20 years from now when we go see these again in the theaters because we're just freaking drones <laughs> to the Disney Society. Uh, it'll be Palpatine again and be like, ha, 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 I'm so clever. I got you to bring your friends here again. That's, the whole mo- that's all Disney is. I got you to come watch my movie. Yeah, that's what they're doing. <laughs> we figured it out. <laughs> they're actually laughing at us. <laughs> Oh, but uh, just a single tear rolls down my cheek because I know I will continue going. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I'm already like, dang, I cannot <laughs> wait to see Mulan. <laughs> Have you seen those posters that they do? It's basically like the Star Wars characters, mm-hmm. but they're all in they live fashion. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> consume, Obey. consume. Yeah, exactly. But. The movie plays out in the end just like Return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. You have a an epic battle between the rebellion mm-hmm. and now what they're calling the final order. And you have And I was like, yeah, right, we'll come up with another name in twenty years. The and final it'll be final like order? the reorder. <laughs> We're reordering. We're restructuring. <laughs> um but the real dark stuff comes out in that final chapter. Yes. Like her battle with Palpatine and all those creepy ass Sith people in the background. Oh my God. Yeah. At first I was like, are those real? It was like a, he starts doing almost like a, uh, not a ceremony, but a, what would you call that? Like a ritual? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he's doing like a play by play of the ritual, and they're all like, yes, yes, yes. And they're like, but luckily, Kylo Ren comes to the rescue because he's changed his mind. He has chosen the right path. Um, And to keep it a little spoiler free, they battle it out. Someone doesn't make it out of that battle. And you'll figure out who it is. But obviously, Palpatine loses again and i'm mm-hmm. gonna put that in quotations because he's just hiding like i'll get you to bring your friends to my party once again you just wait and see <laughs> just after you have a child was he all cgi you think he must yeah that was all cgi on him or do you think he was practical i think the was practical really mm-hmm. well they did a good job it was practical i think when his eyes lit up that was CGI. Mm, well, yeah, obviously that part. That part wasn't when he was creepy, though. Like, the very end when he gets, he steals their essence. Yes, he did. <laughs> Your essence? The very end, he wasn't creepy. I thought he was really creepy in the, like, the four, mm-hmm. like, the first half of the film. I don't, I've, like, I realize that I can't tell when something is CGI now that we've seen that Annabelle comes home, like, behind the scenes. And they oh, used yeah, almost man. no CGI in that movie. That was crazy. And that, I was like, like, what? I think a lot of the times we don't give credit where credit's due. Yeah, I agree. Like the whole werewolf in that film was a prosthetic yeah. that they created. Mm-hmm. They did a little CGI in it, but not much. And we were like, totally like, oh, that's, this whole that's movie. all CGI. And no, like a ton of it was just creation mm-hmm. and really clever filming there yeah so i feel like but i feel like this is a disney film and i feel like pixar is pixar they're like they're i don't know a lot about disney all i'm saying studios, is but i feel like after watching that it's very possible that that was practical effects it, it could be um but it ends with a happy reunion with a ton of people on a very green planet just like in return of the jedi but we're not <laughs> on uh uh i can't even remember the planet's name from return of the jedi uh but yeah so it's got a lot of creepy vibes to it just like every star wars movie kind of has 
mm-hmm. some creep factor, but this one definitely has a lot of dark, evil, sadistic. It was a horror movie. Factor. It wasn't a horror movie, but I'm, it's got a lot of horrific moments. <laughs> uh, what do you think it's uh, sitting at on IMDb? Eight. Seven out of ten. Hmm. Rotten Tomatoes? Eighty-five. Fifty-six. I have actually heard a lot of people... Dude, there are... It's... This movie on social media has been very... It's been ripped apart. By, like, some people and then loved and coveted by others. Mm-hmm. I... In... I am in the group that loves it. Like out of the three recent films, this one's my favorite because there's a lot of nostalgia factor to it, especially when they return to the Death Star. Well, and you've that built really relationships cool. with the new characters and you've got relationships from the old characters. And um, so I agree. I think this was probably my favorite. Um, I was reading like a lot of people were like, I'm against incest, so I'm against this new film. There was so much incest what undertone. Incest? They were saying that because Palpatine, he his the Sith flows through all the em- empire or whatever, that that makes Kylo Ren and um, Rey related, and then she becomes a Skywalker, and like so people were like, it's obviously incest. Okay. And then somebody else was like, well, then that means the entire galaxy is incest if the force flows through everybody, too. We all came from Adam and Eve, okay? So get your shit straight. We're all incestuous. <laughs> <laughs> I just was like, I feel like that's really reaching. And if you genuinely don't like the film because of that, whatever, I guess. But I I'm... think you're looking way too much into certain things if that's... Like, yeah. It's going to get some hate. From people because there's that kissing scene with two women as well. Yes. People, I think, will be like, damn you, this is Star Wars. There's, I think they're definitely putting some political stuff in this one. I did too. That, that's currently trending. I, I think so. Um, I don't, it, I didn't get the incest factor I didn't at all. feel that at all. Uh, I do think it's getting a lot of hate from people. Though, um, what was one thing that uh, a lot of the cast members and things I was reading have had to delete their Instagrams and things because they got so much hate from people. Oh my God. And that's been like a popular thing throughout the Star Wars series because Star Wars fans, like I like Star Wars, but I'm not a Star Wars nerd. Some of those fans, man, they take their hard core. Definitely. Um, I think that's why I was never interested in seeing any of the Star Wars films until... Um, the Force Awakens came out. It was that the first one you seen? Oh yes, I ju- literally just told you that last night. <laughs> Shows how much I pay attention to you. Oh shit! <laughs> no, uh, Discover took us like we had a big work party. They took my entire department. They rented out a whole theater for it, or a whole like one of the theaters, not like the entire like megaplex auditorium that's what i'm looking for i guess uh-huh. and uh they took us all to see it and i'd never seen any of them and i was like oh, i don't want to see this like i was so irritated but i went anyway and it, i remember being like okay this was actually really good and then that's i won that box set that night of all the movies um and so then over the next couple days my brother and i watched them all oh so i yeah the force awakens was the first star wars movie that i saw well, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. But I definitely am a... I'm in the group that likes it, but I'm not like in this major like, oh, I love the film, but there's a lot of people like, oh, I hated this film, blah, blah, blah. I haven't even actually read of the reasons why a lot of people hate it. Because um, everybody wants to hate everything. That's yeah. it. That's the answer. There you go. I, I'm in Nobody's that Nobody's ever happy. <laughs> But I definitely think it's worth a watch. I think yeah, if you're going to take your it. young kids, be ready for some nightmares to be produced at definitely. night. Definitely. I think so. Like anyone that's under the age of 10, I'm going to say. Or if you're delicate, maybe 15. <laughs> or if you're delicate. <laughs> or if you're just a sissy, Palpatine's going to scare you <laughs> in this one. It's rated PG-13. So that makes sense. Well, there was no dicks or fucks. <laughs> Like fuck words. No, not at all. (laughs) I don't think there's any of that. There's a lot of masculinity being thrown around with the lightsabers. I'm just kidding. 
toxic masculinity, all right? And then there's a lot of feminism undertones. <laughs> you need to talk. And Linda Belcher. <laughs> you know what the scariest thing that that's what I was trying to uh, get in my brain again. Hmm. The scariest thing in this whole film and this whole franchise, um, these the past three. Well, no, this one for sure in Rogue One did this as well. Hmm. They bring dead actors back to life. How do they do that? It's the same uh, technology they use when they do the face swapping with, uh, like you've seen the Jim Carrey oh. where he does the So somebody scene. else is actually playing? Yeah, they just like project the face onto that actor. It's, it's terrifying because... And what's terrifying about this to me, I don't understand the technology fully, but they're doing it with like, you see a lot of that stuff on like Facebook and Instagram and things like that, where they put the uh, person's face on another character Mm -hmm. and they do that scene and people are like, oh, they did so well. And it's like, no, they just, that's that scene. Yeah. They just put the face on there and they know how to emulate voices so well that they can do it. That's creepy when you think about that because... Especially in the uh, time and day we live in where people don't do their research before they share videos. They don't mm-hmm. do their research before they formulate opinions on political matters. You can make any politician look like they're doing something bad yeah. or something for that base. God, how are we going to even... be able to use film for or videos for like... Um, for anything? They can be used... Like murder cases now. Like evidence. Well, I'm sure there's ways of telling if it's been done on the back end, well, but I, I don't so. I don't know about the the front end of just the viewing experience. So that's creepy because Carrie Fisher if I wouldn't have known she was dead, there's no way I could even guess in this movie that she was I dead. I was like trying to wrap my head around that the whole time. I was like, like did they, did pre- they maybe shoot these film scenes? some of this before she passed away? Like what happened? So that makes more sense. I don't know. And I'm I'm just I'm going out on a limb because I didn't do the research. So they might have done some of the filming beforehand. I don't think so, though. But they might have. It might have been like the Lord of the Rings. That would Mm -hmm. be something interesting to look up. But in Rogue One, they brought back one of the generals, and he totally looked real. And yeah, he was was himself. That would be interesting. I'm going to look that up real quick. Yeah, you got to do it because I don't have any free hands currently. Yeah, because you're holding a dog right now. Well, at least he's not pacing. <laughs> uh, sure. What? I'm typing it in. Oh. But I'm trying to not be silent so people still uh, listening. Uh, no, don't do that. That is, that's gross. <laughs> um. How, how would you do this? How... How did, did they make Carrie Fisher show up in the new Star Wars movie? Carrie Fisher. Or just Google Carrie Fisher, Star Wars, show. The Rise of Scar- Skywalker. The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> the Rise of Skywalker. The Carrie Fisher scenes in Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker. The first time I seen blah, 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 blah. God, I hate when people give you their whole life story just to write a fucking uh, article. I know. I'm like, I don't care. I want to know how they did it. How are bobby pins made? Well, when I was two years old, my mother first sat me down in front of the TV to brush my hair into a perfect bun. I don't give a shit. Tell me about the bobby pins, bitch. <laughs> Jesus, calm down. It's like when you read a recipe and you just want the ingredients and they're like, this is always a hit at my family parties. And they tell you exactly like... They're the first moment they ever tasted beef or something. like. And now every time they smell it, they think of the warm autumn air on Cape Cod. I'm like, oh. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I'd have to do more research because a lot of these articles are like talking about how they brought her back in essence of like just the story. However, Star Wars sequel trilogy adapted after Carrie Fisher passed away. Uh, did not affect the plot. I swear they just used that technology, though. Well, she didn't look like the quality on Carrie Fisher looked different 
than recycled footage often modified by cgi Mm. yeah so no a ton of it is fake fake recycled stuff but that is scary because they're getting to where they can do that now um but yeah that's uh that's star wars the rise of skywalker as semi-reviewed by your habeas corpses duo would you recommend this movie to people? i certainly would and i'm not a huge star wars person i do enjoy the films and i can agree with marcus i think this is my favorite of the most recent chapter of the trilogy i i do too i would definitely give it a solid seven yeah i think so it's not it's a star wars film i don't think any of the star wars films are gold but I don't think any of the Friday the 13th films are gold. But they're all fun to but watch. I don't want to hear anything from any Star Wars fan. I don't want to hear any shit from any of you guys about how, ooh, all the Halloween movies are all the same over and over again. Yeah, you know what? They are. I still enjoy them. And your fucking movies are the same way. <laughs> <laughs> and we can enjoy them too. It's fine. Everybody just needs to fucking get their t- panties out of a twist. Uh, but since this is the day before Christmas Eve, what's your favorite horror film that is Christmas related that's straight up horror? I haven't actually seen a ton of horror Christmas movies. Um, I am gonna Th- think have, about it. Just any... I'm gonna say though the thing because we watched, but we watched it on Christmas a couple years ago, and so in You're my... like since it's set in the Arctic. And but we did. We watched around. it on a Christmas, a Christmas morning, film. like two years ago. And so in my brain, I'm like, well, that's a Christmas movie. I really, I think for me, I like Silent Night, Deadly Night a lot. Mm-hmm. But that's one in part because it's filmed here mm. locally. It is a good movie. It's it's bad. It's good. It's, it's just a good bloody gory mm-hmm. time. Um I also like A Christmas Horror Story. I don't know if you've seen that one. I have not. I haven't even heard of it. It pits Krampus against uh, St. Nick. Oh. But in the very end of the film, you figure out that this guy's just crazy. And he's on like a mall shooting rampage. Killing like innocent people that he thinks are like evil elves and shit. But it was quite entertaining. I I would like to see that one then. I do enjoy Krampus as well. That's a good one too. From Michael Dorotry. I know a lot of people. It has Adam Scott in it soon. We were talking with one of our friends recently who doesn't enjoy it because it doesn't keep the uh, folklore Mm -hmm. true to what Krampus is. But I never knew a lot about Krampus anyway, so it didn't bother me. Yeah. I can see why that would bother some people, but I was like, hmm, neither here or there. Um. And Home Alone. And Home Alone's a horror film. I would have to agree. When you're a child. I would have to Stranger agree. Stranger danger, man. Um, what were some of your Christmas Eve traditions as a kid? Let's go over that real quick. I don't think we really had any besides, uh, like like I was talking with you earlier, mm-hmm. going to the grandparents' house, uh, sitting on the NORAD website mm-hmm. and waiting for Santa Claus to come over Utah. Once he did, or he was in that region, uh, mm-hmm. they'd always have someone dressed up as Santa, which was usually my uncle, who was always dressed up as a horror villain on Halloween to scare the hell out of, out of us. It's kind of ironic. He would scare the hell out of us. And this was when we were younger and we didn't know. Like, I think obviously we knew it was Brian scaring us after the fact, but we still would run like when he's dressed up like Leatherface or Michael well, it's Myers. It's just fun. But then in December, he's dressed up as Santa Claus, and we like totally believe it. Like, oh, he's Santa. And I'm like, <laughs> really? It's like you evil son of a bitch. You were scaring me just a month ago. Um, I told you that our traditions were pretty similar. We would go have like a Christmas Eve dinner with my grandparents, and then bake cookies if our mom was home afterwards but as we got older and we didn't go to my grandparents anymore um we would watch it's a wonderful life every christmas eve and we did that until i was 19 we never had any of those movie traditions uh when i was married though pre you (laughs) when i was i know that uh 
the ex-wife's family had a tradition of watching a Christmas story. They would mm. have it on the whole Christmas day. We did that too. And I have learned to hate that movie because of that. I used to really enjoy a Christmas story, but it's But just, when you've seen it a thousand times. It's ruined for me. <laughs> Fright Rags did a shirt of that not too long ago, like a, a re reimagining of it and it's called the christmas gory and it's like watch out he'll shoot your eye out oh that's cool have you not seen that Mm-mm. shirt it's pretty cool i'll have to look up and show you the artwork on it one day because i think it's like out of print but yeah i hate that movie because of that and i think like they don't they do that on a tv station from sun up to sundown they do much. it on several tv stations kind of like a miracle on 34th street mm-hmm. all those things so um what was your most horrifying Christmas present? The Christmas present that just, you were like, what? Can you not think of one? No. Mine was Attack of the Killer Tomatoes from you. I was, I opened that up and I wanted to throw it in the trash right away. And I was like, let's Why would you talk get about how me? I made up for it last <laughs> Christmas. I took us to California to Monster Palooza. You had to make up for that one. No, but most horrifying and like, what the fuck is this Christmas gift I ever got was a hot dog toaster. Oh, you have told me when about I that. When I was a kid, okay, I was like 16 when I got this. Maybe even younger. And I got it and I was like, this is stupid. I was so mad. Like, it was like horrifying and embarrassing. I didn't even want it to get home. I think as soon as I got home, I threw it in the garbage can. And I was like, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember who got it for me. And now as an adult, as a 29-year-old adult, I'm like, man, I could so use that thing. That's so (laughs) cool. And I can't find them anywhere. So if any of our listeners ever come across the hot dog toaster, because it it cooks your hot dogs and the buns. (laughs) (laughs) When I was a kid, I was like, this is so stupid. And now I'm like, I wish I had that. I don't think I've ever, I'm sure I have gotten a Christmas present that really sucked, but I can't think of <laughs> You one. didn't get any regifted stuff that was like partially opened or something like My that? My brother used to like go around and take things out of our rooms and put them in boxes and give them to us. Just as like a gag? Yeah. So I guess that was kind of annoying. I always thought gag gifts were kind of stupid, yeah. but like a waste of time, but if they entertain someone, I guess... There I you go. can't really think of a bad gift I've ever gotten. Really? Everything's been spot on? The worst thing I could say is one time we got popcorn, but then like as a gag, like our grandparents made it seem like we each only got a bag of popcorn for Christmas, like and you started an unpopped crying. bag. <laughs> and then they gave us our real gifts. <laughs> well, that's good. They tricked all the grandkids, like basically opened up a box and every grandkid got a bag of popcorn. What's the worst thing you can give to someone for Christmas? Apparently, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. I mean, like, okay, not actual gifts, but, like, things that you receive. Like, one thing that drives me nuts Mm -hmm. if someone gives me it is candy canes because I think they're god-awful. Oh, I agree. I do not like candy canes. I don't think anyone likes candy canes, but we give them out, like, to everyone. I mean, maybe some weird people do. And I've known people I would, that like I would them. be considered that weird person in October because I'm like, candy corn is gold. And a lot of people are like, oh, candy corn is horrible. But for me, candy canes, the only thing good about a candy cane is when you make a weapon out of it. <laughs> if you like, it's going to sound bad, if but you if suck you it. suck it in a certain way, you can get it very yes, sharp. Yes, you can. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to agree um, or those chocolate coins. Have you ever had those? And really yeah, bad. but I've never gotten those for Christmas. I have. I've gotten those on St. Patrick's Day and during Halloween, but I've never had chocolate coins for Christmas. I have, and they're gross. What about black licorice? I fucking hate black licorice. <laughs> so one, I've never had anybody gift that to me, though. Thank God. <laughs> there was this uh, one gift that they used to give out, and it was coal for your stocking. Yeah. But it was black licorice, Boy. and it came with a little hammer, and you'd have to hammer it off to get it. Like, eat it. It was like hardened black licorice. I remember that was... I haven't seen that sold in a long time, but it was popular for a little bit. 
Yeah, that sounds disgusting and awful and rude. <laughs> Yuck. Well, that being said, I think we've covered a lot of topics on this episode <laughs> of Habeas Corpses. We talked about a movie that isn't so much in the category of horror. But we dive into the horrific elements of your favorite movies and true crime. We just talked about Star Wars for 40 minutes. <laughs> and dogs. And Christmas. And other stupid shit. <laughs> That being said, though, we did have a movie plan that we were going to, that we started watching, but we didn't want to talk about it because we already suffered you guys through our Gacy review, you, which yeah. was god awful. This would have And been this worse. movie would have been the, on par with it. Motel Hell. You guys actually would have signed petitions to have our show canceled. Yeah. I probably would have canceled the show after that. I couldn't even. I was having more fun cleaning up dog vomit than watching Motel Hell. This is very true. And I had a lot of, lot of. Um, I was so excited to see that movie. I'd been dying to. I'm so glad I didn't pay the thirty one dollars to buy for, that like, on Blu-ray. For like the special edition. Yeah, I remember. I, uh-huh. I was like, mm. let's get that. And we watched it again on Tubi. We Thanks, are not sponsored. Tubi. <laughs> but we found it, and we were like, yes, Motel Hell, because neither one of us had seen it. And then when we watched it it was terrible it was the most boring film yeah it wasn't even it was more it was boring, boring than gacy mm-hmm. i yeah. didn't think i was going to come across something worse than gacy but this was but we did <laughs> but we so did if you're on the naughty list we'll make sure that you get motel hell Fuck in your yeah. stocking <laughs> oh anyways have a great holiday it is Christmas on Wednesday tomorrow. When you guys will be listening to this, it's Christmas Eve. So have a great Christmas Eve and a, and a wonderful Christmas and be safe. And I hope you don't get any any of the stuff we just talked about in your stockings. Crappy, <laughs> crappy gifts. Crappy Those candy. all come before stockings. Those come at work parties and things like that. For the most part, yeah. But be jolly, fellows, and don't get caught by Krampus. And don't or light Santa. that fire. Some people think Santa's jolly creepy. jolly old Saint Nick needs to come down to give you some goodies. You think Santa's creepy? I don't think Santa's I don't, creepy. I don't, I don't but my s- aunt fucking hates Santa. I don't want to get caught dead on jolly old Saint Nick's lap She thinks again. he's so creepy because she's like, he watches you when you're sleeping. Come on. It's creepy. He knows when you're awake. He knows when you've been bad or good. So be good for goodness sakes. Good night. Good night.